Pray the Word with David Platt is a resource from Radical.net. Acts chapter 17, verse 16 says, Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. This verse, I think, just so powerfully depicts Paul's heart. I mean, here he is, he's in Athens, this tourist site, in a sense, I mean, known for its history. And you can just imagine in our day, uh, like people walking around, just taking pictures everywhere, wanting to see all the sites, check off all the boxes I saw, this or that, but not Paul. Like he's there in Athens and he is provoked, this verse says, his spirit provoked within him because he looks around and he sees all these idols in the city and he, he's got to do something about it. So he immediately, the next verse talks about, he started reasoning in the synagogues and then in the marketplace. And then he got invited to talk with, uh, with many of the philosophers and he just starts sharing the gospel because, well, why? Just think about it. Why was he provoked to start sharing the gospel? Well, he saw that God was not being worshiped in that city. And he had to do something about it. Oh, I read that and I just, I, I want that kind of heart in me. I, I want a heart that when I look around me and I see idols in the world, and, and maybe, you know, I think about places where it's physical idols that I've been when I'm walking in India or Nepal and I see like these physical objects that are set up that people are burning incense to or bowing down to. And I just, I see it and I think, no, they're not worthy of worship. Like only God is worthy of worship. But it's not just Indian Nepal where idols are. I mean, those idols are all around us. When we see idolatry of all kinds of even good things around us, when we see idolatry of, of money, of sports, of uh, family, just there's so many ways we can take good things and start to attribute greatness and glory to them in ways that rob God of the glory he is due. And so this is where, oh, let's just pray that God would give us a provoked spirit when it comes to idolatry in our own lives, first of all, that we would be zealous to not exalt anyone, anything in our lives that takes away glory from God, and that we would be provoked when we see God not being glorified to do something about it. And what do we do about it? We proclaim the goodness and the grace and the glory of God. And we say we want we want people to know that God alone deserves glory. This is what should drive, in a sense, every single thing we do in our lives that we want to give God glory and we want to help others give God glory. Why? Because we know he alone is worthy of glory and our spirit is provoked when we see him not getting glory. So God, we pray for this kind of heart. God, I pray for this in my own heart. I pray for brothers and sisters who are listening to this, Lord, that you would help us, help us to see idolatry in our own lives and for our spirit to be provoked by it to realize this is not good. It is not good to give anything glory, to give 
attention and affection that you alone deserve to something else or someone else. Help us to see you alone as supreme, to worship you alone as supreme, to give glory to you alone, to desire your glory alone. Lord, help us to live for your glory and then help us in a world where all kinds of idols are set up around us. Lord, we pray for provoked spirits. We pray that we wouldn't be entertained by idolatry around us. We'd be provoked by it and provoked to action, provoked to share the gospel, provoked to point people to you, to talk about how good you are, how great you are, how glorious you are, how you alone are worthy of praise and honor and worship and trust. So help us, help us, we pray, in a Paul-like way to be provoked today even by idolatry in our own lives and when we look around us and help us to live, to speak, to work, to make your glory known today. In Jesus' name we pray, and for Jesus' glory we pray these things. Amen. Amen.